Good morning, Living Waters. Uh, you can write this down as the time they let the announcement guy uh, preach a message. So, uh, yeah, so if you don't know me, I'm Rob Pearson. I'm uh, the youth pastor connections guy around here. Um, this is the first morning I've ever preached a service. And uh, so that means if you're going to walk out uh, partway through the service, just make sure you're quiet when you do so, so you don't wake your neighbor. Um, so, no, really, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to bring God's word and uh, just pray that, praying that his Holy Spirit just would work in our lives and uh, that he would carry the message this morning. Uh, psalm 121 is a psalm of ascent. So, probably the Jews were singing this song on their way as they would make their way to Jerusalem. Um, and any way you went, it was uphill. It was probably a long journey uh, up to Jerusalem. And so they would sing this song. And for them, Jerusalem was a sign of hope. It was, it was home. It stood for security in God's presence. Uh, no doubt, um, the travelers would long for Jerus Jerusalem and the journey would often seem impossible as they looked to the hills. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where, from where does my help come? So as they look to the hills, these, these hills could seem impossible for them as they, they envision their journey along the way. So what thoughts and questions might come to their mind as they, as they look at all of these hills? You know, I, we just took a trip and with our family to Arizona, and it was like a 24-hour drive and uh, in a car. It's a long ways, you know. Um, but the kids still had, like, their, their stuff to play on so that we weren't getting as many are we there yet. Um, but can you imagine taking a trip like this with your family, and it's a walk. You know, you're walking with your family uh, up this terrain, up these hills for, for who knows how long, depending on where you lived in relation to Jerusalem. So questions that might come to mind are, will there be enough food and water for my family and animals? What if my sandal straps give out and I have to walk up this mountain barefoot? That would be a, a legitimate question I would probably have. Um, what if there are robbers and thieves? So as a cop, I think about if there are robbers and thieves in, in today's world, I would, I would go, okay, well, I'm, I'm prepared for that. I have my go bag. I have my stuff that goes in the go bag. Uh, we're, we're good to go, right? But they didn't have those kind of things. So, so that was a hill. That, when they looked at the hills, they're seeing, they're seeing all these problems along the way. What if I get halfway there and I just want to quit? What if there's no shade trees along the way and the kids have to be in the scorching heat all day long? Can you imagine? I don't think I can make it home. So the Jewish travelers had to replace their thoughts with, of worry and fear with thoughts of trust and worship. God will keep me and bring me home to Jerusalem is what they had to think. We have similar thoughts today. Will I make it home? But my home, your home, is not Jerusalem. It's heaven. And uh, will God keep me on the way home in life all the way to heaven? Will God keep me, make me safe, through these tribulations that are sure to come my way. So here's the promise from God's word and the big idea of Psalm 121. 
The Lord helps and delivers every person who looks to him and brings them safely home. So home, home's not Jerusalem, it's heaven. But it starts with, getting home starts with a look. It starts with a look to Jesus. John the Baptist said, behold or look the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We have to start first by looking to Jesus who's the ultimate sacrifice for us who takes away our sins, looking to him in faith. That's where the look starts. If you forget everything else about the sermon today, don't forget this. My help comes from God. This morning, the psalmist is going to give us two realities about our help coming from God. So God, reality one, if you've got your your Bible and your notebook, reality one is God is bigger than the hills. He's bigger than the hills. He created them. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So the Lord is Jehovah, the self-existent one, which means when you look to the hills, the hills in your life, you don't need to be afraid of them because your God created the hills. Our help is coming from the one who is the creator of heaven and earth. It's not a normal or common helper. When I was thinking of normal and common helpers, I thought of this time where I had a, a roof job that needed done in my house. It was a, it was a two and a half story house with a 10-12 pitch, which it's, it's a uh, tall, tall house with a steep roof. And uh, I had some friends in my f- small group and my little brother that offered to, to help me on the roof at the time. And uh, so they asked when to come over. I said, okay, you know, I'll be off work at this time. And so I come home, and uh, they're already on the roof when I get home. And I look up, and I I make my way up the roof, and they've got almost all of it already pushed off. All the old shingles already pushed off. There's one guy that's using a couch cushion uh, to move around on the roof. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know this was a thing, but that keeps you stuck to the roof as you move around, and they've got, you know, their like their pitchforks and those kind of things. And they had it almost all done. Amazing help. And then to put the roof on, my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, they came and they helped put, put the new shingles on. And uh, I came home one day and I, I helped put the bundles on my shoulder and I'd bring them up both ladders, you know, to get to the top. And I'd bring them, bring them the ladders and they were, or bring them the shingles and they were getting a lot done fast until I got there. And, uh, and when my, my neighbor across, I didn't notice that until my neighbor across the street, Livier, yells across the street and says, Rob, they're doing less when you're here than when you're gone. Uh, so I, I like to talk, um, and that's what we were doing. I was slowing them down in their work. Uh, I am very thankful for these guys, but even great helpers have limits. God is, has infinite power and resources, He has little concern for my roof. God will not let your foot be moved. God will not let you slip, waver, shake, or totter. You might remember Jesus on the boat with his disciples, and when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea. So the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? O you of little faith. Then he rose and rebuked the winds 
and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, what sort of man is this, that even the winds and sea obey him? That's the God who is over the hills in your life. And that's the kind of faith that we need to have in our God. Isaiah 40 says, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths, we have any youths in here? Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God God does not go to sleep on you. He's not asleep right now. He's awake right now, ready to deal with your, your hills, your problems. Don't believe the lie that God is sleeping on you. You might remember Jesus at Gethsemane when he he goes off to pray and he comes back and what are his disciples doing? They're sleeping. And so he, he rebukes them, he goes back, he comes back three times. He comes back and they're sleeping. But Jesus goes away and he's praying. He's not asleep. He's not asleep. Reality number two is God is the protector from start to finish. In verse five through eight, you see this. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. So God is our protector, our garter, our watchman. God's going to protect you from the dangers on your journey. The dangers in this life, what kind of dangers are we talking about? So first thing that came to my mind were physical dangers. Um, And so I had some people saying, you know, they wanted to hear a cop story, so here's a cop story. Um, I was, I went to come and go. Uh, I was working in the afternoon shift and I, I go to come and go to get, it was a hot day, about four o'clock in the afternoon, I get, I go to get my Slurpee. So, I, f- I fill it up with, uh, as we do, uh, w- I fill it up with either Mountain Dew or Rooster Booster and a bunch of ice. And uh, I'm enjoying. I'm standing out in front of Come and Go, and I'm enjoying my nice cold Slurpee. And a lady comes up. She comes running up to me. You know, hands going. Uh, there's a guy. He's driving down the road. He's he's driving crazy. Uh, he's almost hit people. Um, you know, I need your help. And I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, well, the vehicle is probably, you know, gone down the road. And I said, well, okay, where's the, where's the vehicle now? And she says, she says, well, he's passed out in the seat, the front seat right over there, that car. I'm like, oh, man, now I've got to put my Slurpee down. <laughs> so so I, I put it down. I go over to the car. I open up the car door because he's still asleep at the wheel. I open up the car door. He comes awake. And uh, so I start guiding him, I start guiding him out of the car. And I've, I've got his hand, his arm, you know, I'm guiding him out of the car. And as I'm, as I'm doing this, he lunges back into the car. And uh, at that point, I don't know what he's lunging for. I just don't, I know that that's not good. I know that I don't want him to lunge in the car for something. So I, I pull him out of the car and the fight's on. So I use what's co- what we call a, uh, an arm bar and a leg sweep. So I, I grab his arm like this, I go above the elbow like this, I kick his feet out like this, and we go down to the concrete. And cuff him up, medics look at him, um, he ends up being cleared okay. Um, but 
I go back to look in the car after this, and I'm wondering, like, what, what was he reaching for? What was he going for? And you probably wouldn't guess what it was, because, what's that? It's slurping. It's slurping. <laughs> it wasn't a slurpee. It wasn't a slurpee. It was a, it was a sword. He was reaching for a sword inside of the car. Uh, I would have never guessed that. Obviously, he uh, never watched Indiana Jones because he would have known how that ends. Um, but, uh, but thankfully, you know, God gives, um, God gives uh, us great strength in those hard times to overcome uh, physical harm. But other things like sickness, COVID. Uh, right now, Pastor Josh is at home. He's sick. Uh, there's a number of other people right now at home uh, that are sick. God keeps them. He protects them. How about as you think through providing for your family? Do you think about that? God, God helps you in those things. How about your children's faith? It's not on you. It's on God. God works in their heart and their life. So some might be looking at this saying, is this verse telling me that God will protect me from sickness and that if I put my faith in God, that he will not allow any hard times to come into my life. No. That'd be a false gospel. It depends on what our sovereign God wants to do in your life to bring glory to himself. But it does mean that on your sickbed, he will protect, guard, and watch over you. He will hold you while you're on your sickbed. Your shade, God is is your shadow from the dangers of this world, the sun and the moon. In Psalm 91, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. God will protect you from the elements, from day-to-day living in a sinful world. This is the day-to-day grind. Pastor Biddle just talked about the grind. This is the day-to-day grind that God helps you in as you look to him. We have to be reminded, though, right? to look to God in our day-to-day struggles. So in my case, living on gravel road, when the car has another flat tire, uh, when you have a puppy that's nuts and is barking in the middle of the night, um, how about this? When your coworker, your spouse, your sibling, your son or your daughter says that one thing. When you're A mom waking up, we've got a lot of newborns in the church, when you're a mom waking up in the middle of the night again to feed the baby, to take care of that blowout, whatever it is. Uh, When you went to the doctor and something is seriously wrong with your body, when everything seems to be pulling for your time and attention, or when life has just become mundane, you can fill in the blank with whatever it is. Whatever those hills are, God is your shade. Take shelter in God. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. That's verse 7. So Jehovah, the existing one, will protect, guard, preserve. But the other part of this is he will keep you within bounds and he will restrain you. God not only protects from evil without but also evil within, within me. God keeps me from myself. In verse eight, you're going out and you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. So going back to Jesus in the beginning, 
we have to look first to Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that's our going out from this time. If you've never had a this time, that's where it starts. Look to Jesus in faith, knowing that he is the ultimate sacrifice for you. He came, died, rose again the third day, all to save you from your sin. And as we go throughout this life and we're looking at trying to get home, we have to continue to remind ourselves to look, look to God. Remind each other to look to God and whatever those, when they have hills in their life. This morning, my hill uh, this week has been this message. You know, I uh, never, never preached a message before. That's been a hill, but it's been a good hill and a, and a great time for me to get into God's word and just go, God, you're, you're over this. And, you know, I could botch this whole you know, sermon this morning, but he could still work because his word does that. So in closing, the Lord keeps every person who looks to him and brings them safely home. God is my helper, your helper. He is bigger than the hills. Remember, he created them. Protector from start to finish. From start to finish. Let's pray. And while I'm while I'm praying, um, the band is going to start playing and we're just going to have a time of response after I'm done praying. And you can just sit in your chair and if God is moving in your heart, just, just talk to him about whatever it is. Um, but let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, the reminder to look to you. Uh, who You're the creator of the hills. You um, are in control of all things. God, I just pray that we would see how big you are and be reminded of how big you are in, in whatever uh, life's circumstances come. Um, just pray that if there's anybody here this morning that doesn't know you, um, that has never looked to your son Jesus, I pray that they would, they would do that and they would be saved this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.